This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. <laughs> Welcome back to Good Moms Bad Choices. I'm Erica and I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, world. It's the first week of February. Welcome to February. Thank you for this beautiful welcome. Yes. It's Black History Month. It is. Even though every day is Black History Month when you're black. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> Let's welcome all the white people. <laughs> Um, this month we are focusing on self-love. The theme is Love Thyself February, so welcome to this month's theme. Um, I'm really excited, and I just want to get straight into yeah, it, because we have an incredible guest today. We have none other than holistic expert, wellness expert, best-selling author, just overall amazing, incredible woman, Queen Afua. I am so happy to be here with you both. Thank you. I feel like I've known you for a few lifetimes, actually. That's why I'm laughing. So not, so I, I know them. I know their spirit. <laughs> it does feel very familiar. Yeah. I mean, she called her daughter, like, and she was like, I just have to call my daughter because it feels like she's here. And I was like, <laughs> I'll be your daughter. <laughs> Do you need a West Coast Listen, daughter? if your daughter ever messes up, I'm here, queen, okay? <laughs> if you ever miss her and you are not in New York, we are here for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You, you know what? We, I manifested this a very long time ago. You know, I see on the timeline, I see you working with like amazing women like Erica Badu. Um, you've done so much work, you know, and I've, I've followed it here and there. And I was like, one day she's going to come on our show. So finally, when it aligned, it feels so good to have you here. And like, honestly, to be honest, me and Erica were super nervous. <laughs> very. <laughs> super nervous. nervous. <laughs> this is how nervous looks. You're fabulous. You're fabulously we, nervous. Then. Yeah, we, we, we got your book, The Sacred Woman. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to finish this in time. <laughs> to meet Queen. I was like, oh no. What am I gonna do? She's gonna know. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna You're we're living gonna... it already. That's why you're relating to because you say, Oh, okay, that feels familiar. Oh, wait a minute. My aunt, my mother, you know, you start to see your family because I connected to you be- as I was writing. I mm. remember your mother, your grandma, because it's the energy of our culture, mm. and that's the unity. So that book is not for you to get stressed out about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wasn't stressed. I mean, I was more so just like, wow, I should, firstly, I should have gotten it a long time ago. No, um, this is the right time for you to have it. Okay. Okay. I received that. Okay. okay. I'm going to release all no anxiety. Regrets. Anxiety okay. is gone. Queen is here. She told me it's okay. Everything's in divine time. <laughs> right in alignment. Mm-hmm. When you're ready. I think we're, we're now, now we're ready to receive the information. I just am so I'm just so I have so many questions but really I'm just really curious about you know your journey to to Queen Afua and and what? I was just let, I want our listeners to know we're, we're referencing this book she's written many books but the book that we're referencing is The Sacred Woman what has been um called the women's bible of our time mm-hmm. in case you are not familiar so if you're listening and you're wondering what are they talking about <laughs> that is what we were talking about it is yes and we will link it here in the episode description so you can check it out um but yeah what is 
what has been your journey in becoming a sacred woman? I mean, I know that like we all are sacred women, but I think a lot of times we don't even, we can't identify that. We can't identify that within ourselves or we don't really, we don't even really know what exactly that means. Mm -hmm. So how did you come to this? How did I come to that? <clears throat> well, it's um, innate. I'm coming out of the 60s. So the whole movement of freedom and liberation and Angela Davis and the great ones of our time, they came out of the 60s. They were the revolutionaries. And inside of that, there was a love of culture, um, a love of holistic healing on different levels. And and during that time, I was very sick. Mm. You know, in my, as a teenager, I had PMS chronic. I had eczema from head to toe. I had arthritis. I had asthma. So I was really looking for my healing. Mm. And it's my healing that brought me to the culture. I remember being in my mother's kitchen and having fish on Friday. And I wasn't vegetarian then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but I heard this drum playing. And I stopped. I said, where is that? I ran out of the, my family's home ran to where the drum was playing, and this was drummer playing by himself. He was just drumming. And I stood. I was spellbound, and I, I felt my culture. Mm-hmm. It's like it, no matter what we've gone through, it's still there. It's mm-hmm. still in us. Mm-hmm. And so I just stayed with the drum, and then I became a dancer. It was all in that same zone. So I, I studied Haitian dance, Brazilian dance, African traditional dance, and it just kept healing me, the movement was the medicine, and um, it just went. And I was in. I was in a. Um, I went to the Metropolitan Opera with a dance that was done, and it was from Kemet, mm. based on Kemetic teachings. So dance and medicine and holistic and culture, it it led me. But when I say, writing the Sagamon book, it pulled me all the way in, because I said, okay. In talking about the sacred woman, sacred woman is the woman who's connected to the divine, who's conscious that she is connected to the divine spirit. That could be Ola de Marais, Jah, Jehovah, the Most High, all the spiritual names for the one divine that is moving and inspiring us to be who we are. So, so in that process of um, the growth and the healing, I was saying, so now what is, where did aromatherapy come from? Mm. African natural lifestyle. Mm. Where did Reiki come from? African natural lifestyle. Where did color therapy and astrology come from? African natural lifestyle. Where did fasting and hydro and, and healing baths and meditation and yoga, all that that was considered new age, is all African natural lifestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. So it just <coughs> led me back to having a greater love for our stuff. Mm-hmm which is what holistic medicine is based on, our culture, our way. And so the deeper I go into our way, the more connected I feel to what civilization started out as the first mothers. We were the original healers. You're from New York, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it sounds like even as a, as a young girl, you had this, you, your, your mind and your ear was open to mm-hmm. um, this voice that kind of was guiding you. Absolutely. And, and what a blessing, because I, I do feel like ch- children have this voice. And it's somewhere along the way, you know, mm-hmm. we, the voice gets lower and lower and lower and lower, and then we can't hear it anymore. And then sometimes, whether it's something that right. happens in your life and you have this awakening, or sometimes it never happens. Yeah. Um, and so 
I just I, I'm thinking of you. I'm imagining you as like a young teenager, like listening to this drum and having this calling. Mila was telling me she's like I've done. I was listening to an interview with Queen, and she was saying how um, you that you were sick as a young uh, in your mm-hmm. youth, and that you went on this retreat mm. um, that really kind of helped you change, ch- change your life when it yeah. comes to eating. And even on our retreats, you know, we do women's retreats, um, and we've we've done them exclusively in Costa Rica as of now. And one of the things that I always find so um, alarming is the, f- the food element um, of the retreat. So it's very intentional. It's very um, clean. It's mm-hmm. basically farm to table. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these women struggle. They struggle with it. No matter how nourishing the, the food is, mm-hmm. how filling the food is, yeah. their how body delicious. literally rejects it. Because they've been raised... From generation to generation, fast food, junk food, grab and go, um, high level of meat intake. Well, it's actually a plantation diet also. Mm-hmm. Mm. So hundreds of years of one way from grandmother to daughter to daughter to daughter to daughter, it's a habit. But it's a habit that we must break because with that habit, we have the diabetes, the high blood pressure, the fibroid tumors, the cysts, the stress, all of that. It's primarily what we're eating. What's eating at us, it's all connected. And there's so much judgment around eating healthy, which I think is, it's so ironic when I, like, Mm. listen, I am not the healthiest person. I do go in and out. I've been vegan before. I've been vegetarian. I kind of, like, fluctuate. I'm Mm -hmm. on the spectrum all the time. But I know that when I really am trying to be my healthiest self is when I get the most like pushback from my friends. They're like, "Oh, you're doing that again. Oh, you go, you you're so healthy." I'm like, "Yeah, like why why is this a bad thing that I want to be healthy?" <laughs> <laughs> so funny as one of your friends cuz you so this, the week you choose to be clean, you be judging everybody else. <laughs> Should be clean for one week like, "Oh, you don't want to eat vegetables." <laughs> oh my girl, we were just eating the same. That's the, I think that's maybe where you get the pushback, girl. That's the pushback. I think it's your judgment on everybody. I, I don't know. I I think that she did this to me last night. I was like, do I want, I think generally I eat pretty healthy most of the time. Uh-huh. And whenever I like, can we like not eat it? Can we not eat here? Can we try it? They're like, okay, well, but I, I just find, and it's not just with me. I just find in general, like even going on these retreats, like when we do these retreats, a lot of the women are like, there's no chips. Like oh, there's, no, there's, no, there's, no, there's alternatives. There's no this, no, there's that. Well, oh, you can get, you could get the, seaweed chips or like i'm still hungry and i'm like girl you don't eat like a whole filet of a chicken oh, like good. you you need to ask yourself why are you still hungry like what is well, what you have you, to prepare them you just what happens they come on the retreat and all of a sudden their life is changing <laughs> <laughs> you mean really but where is they want their comfort foods that's the fun mm. that's recreation food is recreation so you actually have to build them up to come on your retreats if you try and change their lifestyle so that it's not such a, a jarring. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> like my whole life is based around food and now you're taking the food away from me. No, I'm giving you love. I'm showing you love. So it's, it's having compassion and mercy and just taking someone through their transition. You kind of live your life. Like your lifestyle is detox essentially. Like you have this detox lifestyle. It's detox everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> detox the house. <laughs> Detox relationships, attitudes, my own thoughts. I know when detoxing came because I had to heal myself. Mm -hmm. And I use foods. I use healing baths. I use water therapy. So I use all of that. That's a part of the detox. But also my thinking. Mm -hmm. Some thinking that I had to let go of, you know. know, And when I think about single mothers, 
I had to detox some thoughts from that, too. Which ones were those? That I said, we're not divorced. We're going through transformation. Mm, mm, that, that shifts the relationship with your children, with yourself. Because when I think about, okay, we're going to divorce. You know what divorce looks like? Cut the sofa in half. Cut the children in half. Your, your energy, the words, the stress level, the aloneness of the divorce, as opposed to saying, I'm going through a transformation. Mm. And I am letting go of a part of me that needs to pass away. Mm -hmm. And I'm embracing something better and greater in my life. So that helped me to really say, and then the single parent, the single, you don't just raise your child by yourself. Your, your children are raised by a community, whether you know it or not. It could be your best girlfriend. It could be an uncle, a cousin, your grand, the grandmother. The school. The school. You have to just tap into everything Community. so you don't feel like isolated or single or by myself or I have to do it all. And that becomes a problem because I remember one sister um, said, all the daughters are upset with their mothers. They're angry at their mothers. You know why? Because the mothers take all the brunt. The mother was never designed to do 100%. I love that. I love that. I what think happened? that we take that on so much. Like we society do. puts it on us, and that's the expectation. And then we eat it. A lot of times our spouses or our partners put it on us. Well, you're the mother. Well, what do you mean? You're the mom. And if mm -hmm. and then you you hold this guilt that if I don't perform at this level, and I, I hate that because mm -hmm. it, it really takes away um, – it takes away the individuality and like, and a lot of times the purpose that women hold and we've got, I've gotten into like spats with women about that. Like it goes both ways. Like women are like, yeah, like maybe my only purpose isn't just to be a mother. Like I have things outside of that. We're multifaceted, but cause I, I posted something about this recently. And then there's also on the other side, women who are like, why, why does it, why are you making it seem like it's not okay to just want to be a mother and a wife? And it's not neither, you know, you can, you, if some people, that's just your purpose to be a mother and a wife. And, but for many women, it's your purpose. You could do that and do other things. I but, don't believe that's any woman's sole purpose. I think that, <laughs> I that, mean, there's women who will, but totally I think, argue but I think, integrate I think that women that, that real, that feel that way. And I'm not just like, I, it's not to say that you can't be those things and be the best at them, but I would encourage you to also explore other facets of your being outside of motherhood. Like it doesn't, you're not a bad mom or like you're not, you're not, you don't have a real job unless if you're not being a mother or you're not at home. I think that's why they carry that burden because they, maybe they're stay at home moms and they feel there's like a, a level of kind of like guilt or privilege they feel guilty about. And so they're like, no, this is a job. And it's like, we know it's a job. Well, I, I think that it's just like a combination of things. It's like when the whole world tells you that, like, you're going to grow up when, you know, you're a little girl and they give you a kitchen set, you know, and they give you a little baby, you know, like, yeah. you know and you're walking around with your, your stroller as a three-year-old. It's like training, you know, to be like, this is your purpose in life. And for some of us, that's one of our purposes. I think it is triggering for some women when other women say, like, this may be not your whole purpose. It's because we've been brainwashed to believe that our entire existence is is contingent about having a partner and having a baby and tending to that household. And I think we were talking about this before the show started is that that's why sometimes often if you, those relationships with your child's father doesn't work out, you feel this immense level of responsibility and disappointment if it doesn't work. <clears throat> and men don't generally feel that same level of disappointment. And it, you know, it's, it's just like a, 
I think it's really important for women to take a moment to hear your own voice and say, is this all that my purpose is? Mm -hmm. Is there more to me? Are there more things that I feel passionate about? But when you have been told over and over and over again, if you, if this is successful, this is your level of success. And then you hit that. And then some other woman is like, no, you're going to be defensive in that. It's going to be hard for you to get past. Actually, maybe there is something further and deeper. And, you know, so it's, it's always interesting to me to, for women particularly to like be upset about that, that, Mm -hmm. that, that idea. But I think it's because maybe they feel like, damn, I got got, (laughs) I might have got got believing that this is my only sole purpose. You know, it's triggering if someone like says you could be doing more, but you're not. Or maybe you have more of a gift to offer people. And and a lot of times we don't even realize that our gifts, even within our families and our communities, is not necessarily you have to be like strap your boots up and go to work and clock in or be the CEO. You know, like there's so many. It's called balance. Yeah. yeah you know, it's having a family. That's the, And I couldn't figure it out to separate. So I was extreme. I would bring motherhood into my work. So mothering and work, I mothered my children. I mothered my work. I mothered the community. <laughs> There's a lot of nurturing that went out. Mm. I said to the mothers, mother you. If you can actually mother yourself, you will take, do all the self-care, and you'll get into your balance, and you'll also discover that there's other parts of you. Mm. And that's when you do... You start your own business, or you write your book, or you create a product. And the family, what in raising through the 60s, the cultural thought was that it's a family business. That's what you're doing. And you nurture that, and you bring your family to whatever that is. And so the family grows from the business. Like in, in African culture, there would be the family of the musicians, the family of the educators. So this is the family working together. So it's never just the mother alone anyway. It was always. And so when mothers say, I'm by myself, don't affirm those words. Mm-mm. There's no one else out there. I mean, just your story alone is amazing. That your daughters, when first of all, you have daughters, and the daughters are almost the same age, and you were looking for each other to help. And I remember back in the day, I said, well, I created a co-op, a mother co-op. It was five mothers, and each of us had a day. Mm. And we took all five. We, you, know, you had two. One had one. But we, whoever that was, if my day is Monday, I have activities. Bring all the children with me on Monday. So everyone has a, right? a moment. So everyone had their time. So you have a few days that you can have to yourself to grow and develop yourself so you won't be an angry mother. Mm-hmm. It's so important. You know, you'll be at peace because a lot of times mothers are taking out on their children whatever is happening with their mates. Or whatever is not happening with their fault with the fathers, and so we have a lot of healing and balancing to do to be a mother, to mother you, to mother your children, probably to mother your purpose and all of that. Mothering, it's work, you know, but it's self work and it's worth it. It just takes you to a higher level when you start to unravel and grow. Me and my daughter is a mother daughter growth. It's a mother daughter, and actually she's raising me. <laughs> now she's, you know, the circle of life. life. She says, "Okay, mommy, you got to be up to date with stuff." And so now she's doing a lot of mothering. Amazing that you are able to receive that mothering. I think, especially like in the black community, especially like for my mom, like it's been a long journey to recognize that we have, we have a, we have a lesson (laughs) for each other, you know? Yeah. It's not one sided. It's not one sided. And I, and I see that. And like, Mm. 
I, rem- I, I read something about you saying that um, not only like having a tribe, but raising your sons and like raising your kids amongst healed, healed people and healthy people. And like, you know, that, that's the important part about raising your vibration and making sure your community is vibrating at the same level is so that, you know, like even when I met Erica, like mm-hmm. rapid healing began because mm-hmm. we, you know, not even realizing made this commitment to like yes. speak honestly. And that was medicine, you know, just mm-hmm. verbally releasing the anger and, and the, the things that like we were feeling going through those experiences. And like, now that I hear you talk about it, I think back to like my grandmother and Mm -hmm. my mom Mm -hmm. and um, I felt her anger. I felt her sadness. I felt when she was where she was upset with my dad and it, Mm -hmm. it, it boiled trickled down to us and how it made me feel and how I even till this day, am like learning to release that. So I'm careful not to um, inherit that, like all of those negative things that she may have been experiencing because she didn't seek out a tribe because she didn't have the, the system to mm-hmm. say like I'm this doesn't feel good mm-hmm. so you know she just sat with it like so many moms and yes. women do because you think you're supposed to be committed to your family you know dynamic but the the truth is is like the release of mm-hmm. that is so healing for your kids because when you're trying to work through it alone it, it oftentimes doesn't well, get resolved do alone you, you cannot work alone it's uh, particularly for women our we work in circles we work in as a collective energy. When we feel isolated, that's when we hurt. Mm-hmm. We have to seek each other out. And the when I when I first sat with you and you said how you did seek, there was a seeking, mm-hmm. there was a yearning, and you said, okay, so now we're together. Now we're going to do so. Life is going to just show up, but you have to call on help. And mm-hmm. You cannot feel like oh nobody's there. Don't affirm it. You know, affirm yes, there's someone out here that is going through what I'm going through that can help me. And to grow, I can only imagine because you've been doing this for five years. The beginning of the conversation and all the issues that were starting, and now you've grown through, and you know, so much has happened to transform you. But I think it's just so wonderful that you did find each other and that you helped each other. And your daughters are going to be, you know, blessed because of that. Thank you. It's so wonderful. I think about the the circles, and I, th- I think about women because we get this question a lot is like, yeah. I don't have affirming the, I don't have anyone or I don't have a tribe or I don't have yeah. a Jamila or an Erica. And I think, I think about you in the sixties and or the seventies. And, mm. and wow. I think about the woman, the women now in this day and age, I feel like there are so many more opportunities and resources to actually find your circle. Now we create a, a circle for women, whether it's the retreats, mm. whether it's the meetups, yeah. whether it, it's really you have your own circles too. And I, and I, and really it's all of our circles yeah. and they're so easily accessible now because yeah. you're sitting on your phone looking and scrolling through so many things, except not really looking and scrolling and trying to find your circle. And at this point in this day and age, you can find your circle on the internet. You can find your circle without even trying to find your circle. Real, like there really is no mm-hmm. reason except you getting in your way yes, and you yes. thinking like, ah, uh, making excuses like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, that's weird. I don't know them or, uh, maybe like next time or they don't look like my people or like just, just making these agreements with yourself without really stepping out and trying something different. And that's really what it has to be. It has to be you getting uncomfortable and just saying, you know what, I'm just going to start and I'm going to try it. Yeah. When I met Mila, like mm-hmm. I, I don't, I would never go try to meet a friend 
that I saw on the internet that I knew was going to be at a bar. And that was mm-hmm. my intention. Like that was my only intention in going. In fact, I didn't have a lot of time because I yeah. was breastfeeding and my mom, <laughs> my mom was, my daughter was like three months old and, and my mom was like, where are you, <laughs> are you going? going? Yeah. You're going, you're going out to a club to find a friend yes. in a club. She was your like, daughter. So I was like, okay, I got to hurry up because my mom is already judging me and I don't want to hear judge. it, you know, but like I felt called to yes. do it. That's the truck. That's right there. That intuition. When that intuition kicks in, that's God. That's the Most High talking to you and guiding you because the Most High hears your cry and your call and your need of you and your daughter. Mm-hmm. She was calling also. She needed a playmate. She did. On the same frequency. So you was able to listen. I have a little book called Impeccable Listening. Mm. And I said, well, um, and I was going to have a, a meeting with Laura London and um, Layla Delia, and I said, Most High, um, what, what am I going to give to them? And then I heard impeccable listening. Mm. I said, hmm. I said, well, Most High, so what's impeccable? I have this conversation going on all the time. I said, so what's impeccable listening? Impeccable listening is listening to your intuition impeccably. Mm. And I start to reflect on that because for me, that's going to save the world. Mm. <laughs> And I said, when I did not listen impeccably, I went down the rabbit hole. And I had relationships that were toxic, and I didn't want to see them until they showed up all the way. <laughs> okay, most high. Oh, oh, when you're back on the ground, on the floor, you say, okay, now how do I get up off this ground? Mm. The next time I ask a question, I'm going to listen impeccably. I'm not going to make it up. You know how you ask a question, but you're in your mind. You say, no, but I really don't want that. So let me go and put, Okay. So impeccable listening to what I gave. And that has been my savings grace. Mm. But even though I did not listen impeccably, I'm so grateful because I wouldn't have had the children. <laughs> not, <laughs> not have. So I'm glad I didn't listen because I do love my children who are adult people. And so that's why I just take your whole life and just embrace it and say, this is my consciousness. This is where I was. This is where I, no regrets. It's all lessons. And I always say every lesson is a blessing, so embrace the lesson. That allows me to continue to dance and to sing and to spin in my kitchen and to be myself. Mm. Because what ages women is the regrets. Mm. That makes you old and broken and worn. Mm. That gives you the high blood pressure. That gives you the breast cancer. That gives you the fibroids. All of that accumulation of all the relationships that disappointed you. So I said clean house. Mm. Forgive everyone. Mm. that forgiveness you're right that, that re- forgiveness that resentment that Ooh, anger that, that builds would, up because mm. so-and-so took your time and did this yeah. i've seen that like fester and how like ugly that can become and like even thinking about like you know talking about like your tribe and impeccable listening and listening to yourself and like women having a hard time reaching out to other women mm. i you know i, I, I realized that when the, during the women's retreats everyone uh-huh. is like kind of on guard in ways because we've kind of learned that too mm-hmm. but but um, a lot of times I feel like women don't trust women because truly they don't trust themselves. Yeah. They and ha- the mother-daughter relationship, whatever happened, grandmother, mother, auntie, you just they're just relationships that you recycle. So mm. in the room, it could be women in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. But there's, in the room, it's, they're seven years old, five years old, mm. six years old. And you could, when your eye opens, you can actually see that age. Who, where they, they actually are. They are carrying that into every relationship. So when you were bullied 
or someone made you feel small, or you wasn't so-called pretty enough, or talked about your hair, or talked about your complaint, all that stuff, you grow up as a woman feeling not worthy. And so those relationships are really coming from all the childhood issues. Because you haven't released that pain you and let that, all that anger. go. Because mm-hmm. that, that's what sickness comes from. That's all the disease that's coming from, the built-up of unresolved issues that create the men in our lives. Mm. Oh, because then we attract men that, that's the circumstances and the, the messages that we've heard that may, are probably aren't, aren't true, but we haven't ha- listened to ourselves to release them. Um, I, I read in your, uh, I, or maybe I listened in an interview that you were saying that, um, you know, with your, with your kid's father is that you recognize that you guys would make each other sick. If you stayed. And so you, you know, like, how, what was that process for you? I know a lot of wow. women, I mean, like my mom, for instance, stayed in a marriage and a relationship for so long. Like, I think she lost herself in a lot of ways. And it's now, you know, trying to pick up the pieces. And, and the same, I start when I got a certain age, I'm like, oh, my mom's like a little girl. You know, my mom met my dad when she was 14, and sometimes I see her that age. You know, like, she'll call me like, where should I go? What should I do? Yeah. I'm like, girl. <laughs> but I remember, like, I the roles will always, you know, I'll hold her, she'll hold me. But I think a lot of women have a hard time listening to their own voice because we've been taught to, you know, like, not that we're not supposed to <clears throat> follow our men or take leadership, but when we choose the men that are not, worthy of being followed it can confuse you and confuse your own voice so like during that time having three kids deciding to make that choice what was like what what was that process for you Mm, I said to myself I remember I remember where I was I was right in Brooklyn on Flatbush Avenue and I said hmm if I stay in this relationship it was a violent relationship I might destroy my they may not my children may not have any hope so I can stay in the relationship because growing up, you're supposed to stay together, right? No matter what, keep the family together. But if I go, I might make it. They might make it. If I stay, I might die in this relationship fully. And then what will they have? They'll have a dead mother spiritually. Spiritually. Mm. Spiritually, emotionally, psychologically. And then how will they grow as human beings? And I knew it was going to be hard if I left for them. Not having the father in the house. I knew it was going to be difficult, but I knew it would be worse. I had to make a choice if I stayed. And then, and then my daughter at three years old, I can't believe I listened to a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe knowing. But I trusted what she said. She knew. It was a violent moment, and she said, Mom, let's go to Grandmother's house. And I had that shoulder that you just did. <laughs> okay, and now. I said, okay. Bitch, I'm here, but the old said, let's go to Grandmother's make it a choice for us. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, because what happens if I would have stayed and that kept going, the voice, the attitude, the hands of this? I might have just wiped her out fully. You know, over time, her love and all of that, that you know, it grew. Because I never talked negative about their father, no matter what. I didn't bring all my stuff in it, mm-hmm. you know. And um, that, that, that helped them because they had to make their own choices mm-hmm. about life. That was our relationship. But that was that crossroads, and I don't regret it. I'm grateful that I had the strength to take it on. And it was not an easy journey. 
You know, I, I, I went, my story makes me want to cry, but I, I'm so happy that I'm still joyous and I'm at peace in my soul. The relationships are all my lessons. So that was a huge lesson of growing up and developing and being mature and not relying on someone to take care of all my needs. So that's, that's part of how I became a businesswoman. You had to. You're like, well, I now have to what? I take care of these children. Man, <laughs> that is a profound <laughs> statement. If I did not stay, I would die and well, not be a dead mother. A dead mother. I and think about all the dead mothers walking the earth right now. Yeah. My yeah. mom was dead for a, 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 a long period of my growing up. And when you said that, that shit struck me because I never thought about it in that way. And that is true you know Mm -hmm. and like i had a conversation with my mom when i was six i was like maybe five or six and i was like why what was like where you're not happy like where do you why don't you leave i remember the same exactly where i was at what house we were at looking across from her and Uh like she didn't listen and you know and years and years passed and like she's still dealing with that anger and dealing with that hurt but that was also this my the motivation for me when I yes. got in a relationship that was abusive and difficult and and I saw the, the the makings of the family dynamic in which I grew up in and I was like oh hell no like this is not I will I will be dead I will mm-hmm. I started to feel numb mm-hmm. like I wasn't myself anymore my friends I could tell couldn't recognize me I couldn't recognize myself but. I think it's really powerful for our listeners, for us to hear you say that, because I think um, a lot of times as women, you know, we like we we know that we're strong, but it feels um, it feels uh, weak to be like, you know, you, you don't think when you think of queen, queen of Fua, you're like, she never she would be in such a relationship and with an abusive person that could never. I was, it was Helen Robinson. Before Queen of Fua. <laughs> <laughs> I grew into that reality, and that took a lot of growing up in it. When I accepted um, Queen, I said, that's a little too much. People are not going to like me. <laughs> and I accepted it because I felt I was representing us. And I have to sit up on my seat of power. Um, and then when I accepted, I accepted a Fua, born on Friday, which is Day of Love and Venus. And I do love myself, my community, my people, my family. So I know that everything was in divine order. And so I have, I, I, you know, there was, there's a shame that comes with it. And women don't want to say anything. Or they want to dress up and look pretty and look lovely as if they're not getting jacked up at home. And then that's a part of the death. Mm. You know, so you're the true you never is born. Mm. But also it's really because there's no blame. It's what you go into the relationship with becomes the relationship. Mm. So my insecurities, my fears, my doubts, all of my energies and attitudes connected to this being, you know, and we started off really great. Vegetarian, vegetarian. Oh, that's hot. (laughs) Okay. I was power walking in Brooklyn and and jogging and I knew he was going to kind of try to rap to me. You could always, you know, into him. So he came around. He said, hi, how you doing? Happy Sunday. I said, well, happy Sunday to you. (laughs) (laughs) You're jogging and he was in a jazz and I was in a jazz. And so it was so, it was a lovely frame of great possibilities. But inside of that, there's still your insecurities, your fears, your doubts, or am I pretty enough? I'm just so happy and so grateful for this relationship with that. All that's coming in. So that's why we have to really get to ourselves and help our daughters mm-hmm. and talk to them young. See yourself and talk to them now because otherwise they're going to fall into the same traps. Mm-hmm. And you're going to say, wait a minute. How did this happen? How did that happen, mm-hmm. my daughter? 
I didn't tell her that. I didn't have that conversation. She never even saw that. But if you don't clear that up inside yourself, it will be passed down from mother to daughter, grandmother, and so on. I mean, I think about the frame and how many women and men enter relationships based on the frame. Just mm. this, this frame. That, that frame. That, oh, he looks so fine. That frame. <laughs> and, you know, yes. he's got the money and he's got the he car. Likes he's a, he likes me. He likes me. Oh, great. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a little bit more than that. But sometimes it's not, you know, and, and, yeah. and that's. And that's mm. where the death begins. Well, because people, you know what, women, men, Settling. we're seeking, we're seeking validation if we haven't sought it out to validate ourselves. We're seeking someone to tell us we're beautiful. We're seeking someone to tell us you're so worthy. I want to be with you. I love you. You're, you know what I mean? And then that feels so good because a lot of times we haven't t- validated ourselves. We haven't Absolutely. really, really loved ourselves. And mm. I find that a lot of us say, of course I love myself. I know I'm fine. I'm, I'm the bomb. I respect myself. But then our actions show up and yeah, it's not that. And I yeah. had to like really crack myself open and be mm. like, girl, you lying. that is a lie because this don't add up you know so a lot of times it's like we all is it's in our human nature to want to feel needed and want to feel loved and Mm -hmm. if we haven't addressed that like void in ourselves we will seek out whomever even if it's basic the basic framework to fill our cups and like it's never it's never enough if it's not first filled by you well, one of the things that's missing, that's why the book Sacred Women, I believe, is an answer to so many levels and so many calls. Because what's missing is a guide to grow to, into yourself. Stolen people, mm. stole our culture, our language, our land, our home, our medicine, our way. And that's from the beginning of time to all throughout Africa when we were stolen those 400 years. That had a devastating impact on us, and we're still trying to recover. So many of our men... Their their rights of passage is in prison. Mm-hmm. So many of our sisters, their rights of passage is on the pole dancing. You know, we have different things that have happened that have us in these situations that we need to start healing. So the rights of passage is a way that we can begin to find our way home to ourselves. And that they, uh, there's a um, healing affirmation that our ancestors gave to us. It says, "We are the women who lighten the darkness." We, we are, are the, the women, women who lighten the darkness. darkness. We have come to lighten the darkness. We have, we have come, come to lighten the darkness. darkness. It is lightened. It, it is lightened. lightened. We have overcome the destroyers. We have, we have overcome, overcome the destroyers. We are there for those who weep, who hide their faces. We, we are there for those who weep and hide their faces. Who sunk down. Who sunk down. They looked upon us then. They looked upon us Game then. Of time. We are the women. We are the healers. We are the women. We, we are, are the healers. healers. We are the women. We are, we the, are the, women. Healers. the healers. So if we could take time to really go inside our hearts and our minds and our spirit and our blood and our womb, all of the healing that the, from gateway to gateway, we would discover the true beauty and that would radiate. And then we won't have to look for the man. He would seek us out. Mm. And we would have be patient because we know that we're, we're ageless and we're beautiful and that we're the original paradigm of the beauty of what a woman is mm. so that we can now hold on to our grace and our beauty and then he will come the right one will come but he also needs his rites of passage mm-hmm. many of our men they have not been poured into love and nurturing and you know so what do we do with that they need to heal so we have a program for the women which is sacred women rights of passage and we also have it for the men which is man heal thyself wellness warriors 
So by having a method and a way and a pathway, you can find your way home. And that will only inspire whatever your circle is. Like you have a circle, right? And another step a circle. If we can have a unified circle, someone we can all drink from the well, from mm-hmm. the water, from the ocean, that would then bring us together because it's the divide and conquer. You know, we, we, women can't come together because they're divided with their mothers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, women can't, uh, men and women can't come together because the women are angry at their fathers. So how do we unify? We have to have a right, a way home, and a method that we can all live by, that we can agree with. And what I love, the second woman is but it's, it's a channel. You know, I just, like, I love the fact you had me to read the card. <laughs> <laughs> and I just was laughing because I felt so much of the, myself and the two of you. And that my work, because my work is circles, and those circles will answer the question. So what, what are you going through? It's in the circle. I say, everything that you need mm. is in the circle. Mm. Just seek. And if you seek, and even if the circle doesn't have that answer by you asking, someone will come in that circle, and they'll have what the circle needs. Mm-hmm. So you just have to know that everything that you need is right there. And just call on it and trust your intuition, which is a feminine principle mm. of power. <sighs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you know, I've, there's a lot there that I, A, yes to all of that. B, I feel like... This I, I've always been I, I've I've always been guided by my intuition. However, mm-hmm. I have not been impeccable with it. In ways. Oh, see, that's you. You have choice things that you listen to. I, yeah, I well, listen to this, but mm, not quite. Like, oh, that, I don't like that. The, uh, she must be wrong. She's tripping she's today. Be, she's let tripping me read today. That again. Let, let me, me, let let me, me just see something real quick. <laughs> my woman <laughs> saying it's right. <laughs> let me just. No, no, no. But, but, cannot be but I, I really, you know, at the end of of last year, I went through something that really called me to say, Erica. Mm-hmm. You knew. Mm. You always know. Okay. Stop. And wow. trust. Trust the voice. And then a voice came to me. Mm-hmm. I had this download and it was just like, this is what you must do. And okay. don't betray me again. Instructions. You know, and I was like, okay, so I feel like I'm in this, this year, this, this next year of my life, I am like really listening like I'm really, really Close. listening closely and yeah, not yeah, yeah. letting my emotions guide my de- my decisions to follow my intuition because I think too there's there's a level of sometimes like where I feel like oh let me just be more comp- let me my intuition is telling me no but mm, I want to be I want to be compassionate here so let me just see you could be compassionate and say thank you but so nice meeting you <laughs> I realized that too I realized that too and you know also I think in 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 beginning to read the sacred woman and it's really all about you know womb healing and healing the womb and how healing the womb i mean i don't know what whatever what, what it's all about but i know that at its, it's core it's really womb. very much about the healing the womb and how that kind of heals everything else yes. and i was thinking too about my womb and the re and me and mila when we met how i just had my child and how i had never been called to do something like this before and how i feel like almost this like 
my womb called me to find someone else who was in the same space as me and and just how to as women like and that and granted we are all mothers in our own in our own right some women give birth some women give birth to other types of things but we all have a womb and um and it's such a gift and it is like blessed and layered with so much intuition it is our gift it is our divine gift as women that we have and so often we betray ourselves by not listening to it by not nurturing it and um i was uh reading in the book you have uh, a sacred womb journal mm-hmm. and i was reading some of the questions <laughs> and i was like <laughs> okay i was I'm gonna, I'm gonna read some here because i was like oh my god am i ready to answer these questions like this it is, may take a while it's, it, it's i was okay. like these are these are some questions that we always hope even like no one would ever ask us and then let alone ask let, a, let alone ask ourselves like one of them was how many men and what type of men have entered your womb and you know that's always like this taboo question the women are like don't ask me that shit like <laughs> how many of you like you know like it's like it's a loaded question for a, women but men are like you know, it's not yeah, a because we're us. because we are valued based on that number. I mean, mm-hmm. at least in their eyes, it's all right. In, in our eyes too, like our value mm-hmm. comes from that number, um, and that even thinking about that privately mm-hmm. sometimes can be really scary for mm-hmm. a woman. And like the it's, fact that you can't even face that, but you did the act is right. it's kind of wild. You were left with some things. Mm. You were left with the psyche, the emotions. It's not all your emotions. You think it's oh, this is just me. Wait a minute, no, that's not really me. <laughs> right. That's another entity that's still in the mm. being. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch who you say yes to because they drop in their thoughts, their feelings, their hurt, their sadness, their joy, their pleasure, their pain, how they see women, and then you mm. walk in it. It's in the veins. It's in the blood. It's in the womb of the heart, the womb of the mind. So you have to discern, mm. and you have to ask, Most High guide my relationship. Show me. Because I, obviously I don't know because that's why I keep ending one. So you make the relationship, you create this for me, and I'll do the work to be of the frequency that I'm seeking mm-hmm. so that I can really become one with that. Because the children, I had to think about what state of consciousness I was in in conception even. Mm-hmm. Because the state of consciousness was the child that came into my womb, the mm-hmm. soul, and housed, and then they came into the world. I, said, I learned compassion out of that with my children I said okay I don't I said I, I used to yell as a mother I used to get up I used to be perfect like take your juices do you and I had the workshops to class. did I tell you to sit up <laughs> <laughs> like too strict extreme so I had to really look at myself and what I was thinking what I was eating what I was feeling in the conception because it's the conception that creates the soul mm. and how they move and walk in the world so it's not just what you are carrying yourself and you have a baby. No, it's everything that you are and everything that you felt and everything that they felt because it's really one spirit mm-hmm. moving through you. So the information is in your child of where you were at that time. <sighs> That's kind of scary because so scary. when I was pregnant, I, I think I went through, there was a period of a lot of joy and then there was a period of a lot of fear mm-hmm sadness of not having my mother's support of my pregnancy for a while, for the first few months of my pregnancy my partner like just it just was his safety was in question so I was always worried and concerned and so there was a lot of like fear and I'm thinking about my daughter now and she is amazing um we are different though obviously 
think as most children, I think as mothers, we start to realize that our children, we are just portals for them and yes. they're not our mini-me's. But I think of like two of the things that I carry during her pregnant, my pregnancy and how they show up in her as mm. a human now. Yes. And she is... She plays it safe. She is a by the book type of girl. And if you good moms, bad choices, clearly we are not. Mm -hmm. So, so (laughs) I think I am, I think that there's parts of me that are that way, but, um, I know for me as a mom, it's been frustrating sometimes. I'm Mm -hmm. like, girl, it's, we're parking in the red. She's like, oh my God, mom, we cannot park in the red. The police are going to come. I'm like, okay, that was that fear (laughs) in the womb, huh? Um, yeah, she does not like to break the rules. Like she's, she needs to be on time. Like she has expectations and I'm just like, okay. And thinking about that and what you just said, I'm like, it's so, it is so important. It is kind of scary though. It kind of puts a lot of pressure on, on the, on a mother too, to like really try and be you have to as zen as you can. So, but then also it's, it's both sides. Like my daughter moves slower than I do. I move fast. I sometimes will go into a brick wall. I'm moving so quick. <laughs> so I need to slow down. And so when she moves, I have to move into that rhythm. I have to practice. That's my lesson here. Mm. And then she, we talked about it. And she says, I need to, like, when you when you get a vision, you just move on it. And I need to start moving on it. So there is some, there's a give and a take, mm-hmm. an ebb and a flow that is a dance uh, between mother and daughter. Really special. Uh, yeah, I think my lesson has been to not try to change and not try to make make her feel bad for those things, and instead yeah. try to, I, I guess, like just relate to her and accept it. And and yes, I think we're still. She's only seven, so the ebbs and flow. You know, we haven't got there yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I mean that that is my that's my hope. Um, and if I ever have another child, I definitely I know that. It would it would have to be a different experience. I'm so much more self aware. Yeah. Oh well, the level of your consciousness is the level of your mate. Oh, that's the truth. Shit. So that's something you can. So okay, you know what? Not right now. Let me work on myself a little bit further. <laughs> because when you say, "Okay, this is it," is it really it? Is there a few more things that you can clean up and put in order in your life? Because when you say yes, blop, you lock into that place of consciousness, and that's what you create in the relationship mm. or the life that you carry, which is a continuation of the relationship. Mm. When you talk about womb wellness, well, sacred woman opened up the energy of the womb healing and the conversation with the womb. And the first time I heard the womb speak, and I call her she, because I want to have close relationship, because we say down there, you know disconnected i was i saw maybe 30 people that week for clients everybody was in a crisis and i remember 4 15 it was 4 15 on a friday and i had a thump my womb like fell dropped i didn't know about a prolapsed uterus then and i, I said oh wait a minute oh my goodness i didn't know what to do and i i began to kind of panic like i gotta be able to take care of myself i gotta heal myself I can't go outside of myself for someone to heal me. I've got to heal myself. So I went to my girlfriend who was in my laboratory building my, doing my products. And I said, well, Hida, my, my womb feels like it just dropped out of me. She said, well, you're the healer. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, okay. And that was the moment I said, what am I going to do? That's the question. What am I going to do? And I heard the inner voice. That was the loudest I heard the inner voice in the early days. It says, go upstairs now. Not 
Okay. I'm not questioning because I'm desperate. I need a healing right now. And I know it has to come from within. And she said, go upstairs where I have a meditation room at the time in Brooklyn. And she said, now lay down. And now put your feet up against the wall. So it was like an angle, 45 mm-hmm. degree angle. And now she said, put your hands on me. And then she said, now breathe. Breathe life into us. Mm. And she began to talk to me. And then I relaxed. And time went. And then she gave me a formula. And I had to leave New York. That was one of that was part of the wow. formula. That was a big formula, which I could have debated. But I wasn't, I wouldn't want to have hysterectomy. If that was not in, in, in the cards, I'm not having it. So I said, oh, is that what I need to do? Okay, now my children, what am I going to do with that? And the business. And I have eight people employed. But I... But I asked the creator, how do I do it? How do I heal me and keep everything else going? How do I heal me and take care of my children? How do I heal me and take care of my company? And I was given a formulation, and I did it for six months. Every month I'd come back here, or back in New York, Brooklyn, and I would work to my clients. I'd get on that plane. Ten days later, it was like nine months birthing. Get on the plane, go for two weeks, work in St. Thomas, St. Croix. Come, and, I, and I did that. And I had time to do a healing bath and a sun bath and take fresh pineapple. I was able to really go in. But in that time, I really finished that first chapter, which was womb healing. The voice of the womb, the journal of the womb, the conversation, the womb yoga dance. Everything was womb, 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 womb. I remember the husband at the time said, what do you think, everything is the womb? I said, yes, all of you came from out of us. Mm-hmm. So if I'm listening to the womb talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm being obedient. But then what happened over time, everyone cannot relate to sacred woman. It's so intense, right? But everyone knows they have a womb. And those whose wombs have been taken and hysterectomy, they still have a womb. It's the womb of the mind, or what we think we birth, we create. It's the womb of the heart, what we feel, we birth, we create. And what we think and what we feel, it translates into the condition of our wounds. Mm-hmm. If we have endometriosis or fibroid tumors or cysts, it's really what's inside the heart, how we feel, relationships that were not resolved or healed up. So that brought me into womb care love, which is what I'm doing now. And I want to invite you both and every all of your listening audience to, um, for the New Year, New You, a womb care love holistic party. Oh, yeah. So you come on, and we're just going to have a party. We're going to celebrate our wounds. We're going to have conversation with her. We're going to do some healing movements. I'm going to talk about the wound fruit julep and some things you can do in the kitchen and your healing baths and your love potions. And we're just going to have two hours of talking and chatting and sharing some of our wound stories and mother-daughter stories about what was your birth story. Mm. Do you remember? Do you know? Did your mama talk to you about it? So we're just going to have a time where we have... Time to really reflect in a journal and to go deeper in our healing. So those who are on Sacred Woman, that's a big body of work from the words as medicine to movement as medicine. That's in Sacred Woman. To your inner child as medicine, to your mates as medicine, to your business as medicine. These are all 12 gateways of medicine. But those say, look, I need to, I can't do all of that. But what I can do is I can focus on this fiber that's growing in me that I don't want to grow anymore. And I need to change some habits. So that's for all the women, you know. So we, that's where we have common ground. It is. That's amazing to think about, too. I've never considered the womb outside of the like this womb, mm-hmm. like the womb of the heart and the womb yes. of the mind. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I always want to know holistic. 
How does this all impact everything? How does my womb state impact my children, if I'm healthy or not? And what am I birthing? Am I birthing a business? Am I birthing a new thought? I see the connection. Mm-hmm. The whole list you saw, oh, it's a body, mind, and spiritual connection. Mm-hmm. So I would have to then say, what was in my heart at the time that I brought that mate into my life? What was I thinking that I brought that mate into my life? And according to my thoughts, when I started to actually map them and trace them, you know, you get up at between 4 and 6 in the morning, you can, you can see things you can never see. The melon is pouring out. So I said, okay, now what was that relationship about? <laughs> and what was I feeling during that time? Was you feeling lonely? Was you feeling frightened, scared? So you bring someone into your life to fill a void that is really for you to heal up. You have to heal yourself. And then to the frequency that you heal yourself, that is the mate that will come in. And that will be the relationship that is healthy or not healthy. So what are we birthing? Even in this minute of, I, when someone says, I just want a man. Okay, watch was, out. You're going to get any man, girl. girl. Be, be careful, careful what you ask for. <laughs> be careful with that invitation. Right. And so we, we do have to look at everything that we're birthing in our lives. It's coming from inside of us. It's coming from our mother's story. Some of it's our mother's story. And I remember there was a young lady. She was about 35. She called me and she says, I'm having wound pain every month, and I'm scared about it. I have a cyst. I don't have a tumor. I have a cyst. So I said, well, tell me about the women in your family. She said, well, my, I have five aunts, and all five of them had hysterectomies. Mm. Okay. My mother had a partial, and my grandmother had a partial. I says, okay, so what are you eating? Dead food, junk food, fried food, fast food. What are your relationships like? Well, I have someone in my life, but I don't know if he's really my mate. So now we've got all that confusion going on. I says, okay. Well, right now, the direction that you're going on now, you're going to be following your aunts. You have a choice. You can actually save your womb by taking time to heal yourself. Mm. And taking that time to heal yourself, you can change your whole story. And then you become the light of the family. Mm. Now, being the light of the family can be a problem for some. They're like, how come I'm different? You better be glad that you're the one. <laughs> you're the <laughs> chosen one to change, make the change. Come on. I, my daughter says this story. She says when um, her girlfriends, eight of them is in the house, in and out of the house all the time, right? And they would laugh at me. They were teenagers. I have my bells on. I'm doing my dance. I have my salad in my pocketbook. You know, I'm doing me. <laughs> I'm making a, a smoothie with, with berries and fruits. And, oh, your mother is just over the top, all this. Right? I said, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll see them when they're 30s. Right. I'll see them. They'll be okay. back. They'll be back. And I went about my life. I didn't feel no way about it. I laughed with them. And that's exactly what happened. They started, well, can you tell me about this movie? <laughs> and I'm having a little problem in the standard third. And it's just to have insight that your future is right now and that you have divine wisdom. When you clean the house, you, this wisdom kicks in. It is amazing mm-hmm. what the Creator can do for our lives and we can actually clean up our house. This is the top of the year. Let's just do a deep cleaning. I'm with it. I've been, I have been on the journey of that since... Oh, a little at, at the end of December, yeah. and I want to continue this and not not be a detox per se, but my like a lifestyle, life. it's a like lifestyle. a lifestyle. Yeah, choose life and everything. Because I truly, you do. I, I feel, but ba- my body screams at me. 
Mm. Like when I am not in alignment with it in all ways, whether it's the food I'm eating, whether it's the company I'm keeping, whether it's whatever it is. And it comes out in different ways. I can be impatient. I can be bitchy. Mm -hmm. I can, my my stomach hurts Uh all the time. Even as a child, my stomach always hurt. And my Mm -hmm. mom would never, was like, why is your stomach always hurting? And I was like, I don't know. Like she always thought I was kidding. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm in pain. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it was my diet. I couldn't figure out what my diet needed to be. And even now, like I know when I have, gone over the edge i have done too much of this or too much of that Mm -hmm. my body is like bitch (laughs) 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 i feel like a burn i feels like fire in my body i'm inflamed yeah flames actually i mean that's what menopause is your body's in flames so you have 20 30 years of being inflamed so as you mature the flames really go there Mm, so what you do now will create your future so be wise with your wellness and listen to the body and then you just you don't have to jump into a into it and just okay i'm gonna do everything now just start to drink more water yeah and that's what i usually do and so i've been much more patient with myself and it feels better i feel better doing it this way and um i'm just looking and your sister feels better because she said see when you change up and you get upset with us and tell us about us Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I can be a tyrant. You know what? It's like it's it's when you listen to your body, when you listen uh, to your mind, listen yeah, to your yeah. womb, when you yeah. listen to your intuition, which yeah. a lot of us we lose that mm-hmm. that you know, like you hear it but you're like, eh mm-hmm. you, you like you just write it off as a voice yeah, in your yeah, head. Yeah. I've learned in this in this relationship when you know when she got the download to come to the club and we met in the bathroom mm-hmm. and then I was like I'm going, mm-hmm. um, and then you know years a couple of years later she's like let's start this podcast and I didn't even really know what that was and I didn't really care I was like okay like I needed a friend mm-hmm. I needed to like mm-hmm. you know I didn't have that many black friends I didn't have that many I had no mom friends and I was seeking that I was like I need someone who really understands me but mm-hmm. I, I've learned in this process and I think Erica has too is like. When I submitted to like whatever that was that was pushing me to be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The world opened up for me in ways, you know, we're sitting in our studio. I'm like, that. I didn't see that vision, yeah. but I, the, I, we took the first step. Yes. And it felt uncomfortable. It felt weird to just like turn on a mic and be like, no one's listening, but who cares? Or tell our business or like, I've been dating and I slept with this person and I don't really like him or, you know, just like really just pour out. Yeah. But when we made that decision and we followed our intuition in that way, like the universe literally just Mm. structured everything in our benefit. And a lot of times people really, um, I think, um, take for granted when you listen to your intuition, how everything Mm. else will fall into place, even like in your wildest dreams. And, you know, even I can imagine for you, like coming from going from Helen to queen, you know, and like just taking that first step into listening to the download and to like making change. And it may not be overnight, but the universe, like spirit, also conspires in your benefit when you listen to your inner voice and that's how you know because that's the thing like when me and erica started like birthing things and i was like mm-hmm. oh my god i like we that. just birthing talked about things. that and now it's here mm-hmm. oh my god we just talked about maybe having a book and now it's here oh my god mm-hmm. we talked about having a retreat and now when i see us birth those things it gave me the like the foresight to understand my power mm-hmm. as an individual and our power together and it's mm-hmm. like my my life transformed so much just by making that one step you know mm-hmm. and like allowing her to take me into this journey and be like okay you know and just allowing god to like shift everything else and 
be the light for our families and for our mm-hmm. community. And it's like, it really is like uh, y- our bodies are connected with source are connected with everything outside of us. Just like you said, when you heighten like your vibration, your, your sacred partnership will come, mm-hmm. your sacred friendships will come mm-hmm. like all these things. It's like a, a light that radiates outside, like an alarm system, like beep, 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 mm-hmm. sister, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's true. And people take for granted like that inner voice. I remember I was living in Atlanta in college not much intention behind anything. And um, I was living in the West End, which is like a hippie black area. And I had never mm-hmm. been around so many like free thinking black people because I grew up in the Valley. And I was like intrigued by that, by like women home birthing and like the mm-hmm. conversations I was hearing. And this girl was like, yeah, I had a womb circle. And I was like, what is that? <laughs> what are y'all doing over there? But when she said it, it like stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, doing nothing intentional sleeping around and i remember i went in my phone to go like hit up some guy who did who knows who that was and i got the loudest message from my womb it was the first and it was so loud and it was like chill out (laughs) stop and i was like it's like that i was like oh my god i didn't even know she could talk what the hell is going on? <laughs> and it, I didn't. It's so good. It was. It was so clear. It was, I was like, yes. boom, boom, boom. they were like, uh-uh, okay. I'm tired. <laughs> a bitch is Listen. tired. Okay. I was like, well, okay. okay well, I guess I'm going to lay down. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me a long time yes. to like really like hone in on that voice. Like a very long time because I, I heard it clearly, but I didn't put, you know, you know, when you're in denial about your how your actions have not maybe benefited you i i just remembered that and thinking damn that's crazy but just as i've evolved and even sitting here having this conversation with you it's just like so full circle but it's like those little things really do like manifest whether you listen or you don't listen and just like you were talking about you know like this the situation that you like experienced not listening to your intuition one thing about intuition is mm-hmm. that mother jumper is going to show you. Oh, yes. And it's, it, it might be in the case of a blow up mm-hmm. where you have to like it might lay you down. Yep. It might hurt. It might feel like the end, but it, it's going to always shake you. So you remember, oh, oh, OK, no, not that direction. It's the result. Actually, the intuition is not going to hurt you, mm-hmm. but it's going to give you the information it's what you do with that truth, that information, that will determine if you're going to be on the floor, under the bed, locked in a closet of your own heart. So if you, when you hear it's, it's, it's called ask, you ask for the question. You want help often. Then you listen, and then you do. Many will ask, hear it, and don't do it. Mm. And that's when we go down the rabbit hole of pain. That's when you're on the floor. Suffering and regret on the floor, on the couch, calling your girlfriend up. We do, I'm going through this all over again. I mean, it, it's so funny that you're saying that because the download that I had about my intuition was uh-huh. how do I honor myself in this scenario mm. and get to the joy faster? Like, I don't want to add this to my list of this is why I don't trust niggas. You know, no, we're not doing that. We're not going to do that here. So how do I deal with this betrayal and honor myself and not allow this to a like have me on the floor 
that granted I needed to go through my feels and my feelings and I did, mm-hmm. but I got to the joy so much faster this time because you're listening more because I listened and she told me what I needed to do to get and there you're doing it. And I'm doing it and I'm, I'm really yes. am doing it and yes. it feels good. And that's why I haven't really been, I haven't calling you <laughs> like, <laughs> like, no, <laughs> you can, <laughs> I know, but I don't have that feeling. Like I, there's, of course there's moments where I'm sad and stuff. I went through, I went through mm-hmm. a breakup and, but I'm overall, I'm just like, okay, I know I'm good with my choice and I'm good with how I'm handling this and my boundaries are set and they feel good to me and I feel happy and I can move through whatever I need to move through now. I'm not mm-hmm. going to wallow in my yeah. sorrow and mm-hmm. add this to my, like I said, my list of this is why this is this mm-hmm. way. And, mm-hmm. and, and it feels so much better. And I'm like, Oh, because you are better because you're listening Thank you. and you're trusting and what you receive, you go for, even if it looks crazy in the beginning, like, why would I do that to myself? Why would I fast? Why would I not eat today? Why would and then you listen, oh, my gosh, that's why I needed to elevate to actually hear the next message. I'm excited every day to wake up between 4 and 6. Mm. What's going to be the download today? Mm. It's like mm. coming attractions. I'm going to get more information, more direction, more guidance, <laughs> oh, more yes. clarity. And so um, I'm finishing up a manuscript. And I said it's going to be finished today by 7 o'clock. Mm. Most I said, and I have the editors are doing what they have to do because I'm here right now and I've got to be right here. And the spirit has said, I have it. Don't worry. Mm. Don't feel you have to add one more line or one more page or any of that because it's the most high in us is always God. Mary, Mary, I love this song. God in me. Uh-huh. When I play that song, I said, okay, yes, <laughs> I need that because we have such, we have a, this vast greatness inside of us. When we start to say yes to ourselves, our highest self, but you have to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you don't have a healthy relationship. So you say yes to everybody else, yes to what everybody else wants you to do, yes to your past and all of that. But when you start to say slow down, sit for a moment, meditate a bit, think before you move, mm-hmm. ask before you go forward, you are having self-time. And self-care time, enough to hear, because it is frequency. The reason why we keep going through the same trauma is because our frequency is at the low level. The higher our frequency, the greater our inner hearing. Mm. The higher our frequency, the more that we can see from our ucha. And then it's magic. Tap into your supernatural magic. And that's the joy, that's the freedom, that's the agelessness. It's just a wonderful thing. <sighs> I want the agelessness. You want the ageless? I want the agelessness, well, you queen. But we're, we're living ageless. the life. <laughs> You're living the life, so you don't have to be afraid of age. Otherwise, I say, oh, I'm going to be 30. Okay, that's a problem. I'm going to be 40. That's a problem. I'm going to be 50. As well. I'm going to be 60. That's a problem. Listen, I'm going to be 70. It's not a problem. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not making it a problem. But the Spirit said, now you, okay, you've been away from your womb yoga dance for a minute. Get on this yoga mat right now. I said, but I've. I started to say, I was, wait a minute, catch yourself. When I started saying, what I, get on this yoga mat and straight. And when I started to do my movements, I said, almost oh, high, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Then you say, it's such a gratitude because your whole life, there's a song that came out in the 60s. You were not born, you were not even a thought at that time. <laughs> <laughs> the name of it, The Creator Has a Master Plan by Farrah Saunders. And that I heard when I was 16. And I would say, and I was in Brooklyn on St. John's and, and 
New York Avenue, and this is black. They called the black shop back then. You had the cowrie shells, Angela Davis, all power to the people, the dashikis. It's those little shops. And this Muslim brother would be outside, and he would always be playing this music every single day. The creator has a master plan. And then when I just stood there and I said, let me go into this shop. They had a little frankincense and myrrh. Let me just stand here, pick up a little cowrie shell. And I heard it. it went to my soul. That song has carried me from 16 up to 69. Creator has a plan already mm-hmm. for your life. It's already in you. And when you start clearing the house and saying yes to the divine of yours, divineness, all of a sudden your life begins to work and the things of your past begins to shed. Mm. So I've got to get younger with time at this point, but with wisdom. Mm. So you don't want to get older and have no wisdom. The wisdom comes with the age of having the trial and error, having the experiences that didn't work, that you overcame, that you learned from. That's the wisdom. You pay the price for that. So embrace the wisdom, and the wisdom is our intuition. So as you get older, you'll keep your beauty, you'll keep your grace, you'll maintain your peace as opposed to being angry with age, mad, regretful, revengeful, and nobody want to be around you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So not even your own self. Right. And that's that's the that's the pattern of dying away. First the breast, they have a breast removed, then the ovary is removed, mm. and then a knee replacement, and a hip replacement, and you lose your me. mind, and you're looking out the window for your entertainment. Mm, mm-hmm. You know, so we have a full life, live a full life every day. You know, and do your healing, and make it a way of life, and you'll just continue to grow and grow and grow, and and don't carry the weight of the relationships from the past. Mm. Say, I want to thank you. When I was closing out the last marriage, brilliant, man, we've been 19 years. Um, he supported me in writing a book, Sacred Woman. A great craftsman, a great soul, great teacher. And it was time for the relationship to close out. And I knew when it was because I grew up. I was, I became, when I was in a relationship, I was like a little girl. I was a grown little girl. And I needed to put someone to protect me. Until I learned how to protect myself. And then that relationship didn't really have the same purpose. But I remember when I was leaving, physically leaving out of the space of his studio, and I said goodbye, the Spirit said, go back and thank him. Mm. I said, you see that? (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) I went back and I just said, wow. I said, thank you. I'm saying thank you for the 19 years. The ups, the downs, this, the that, whatever it showed up. And I kissed him on his first eye. <laughs> <laughs> and then I parted. Because, you know, the thing about any relationship, end well. Because the relationship will follow you. Mm. Like if a you, bad dream. I believe that. that and you know, I, I, end well. I believe that. And one of the things that I'm tr- I'm doing this year is releasing certain mm. relationships that I have that are, have been following me and that I've given oh. power to. Okay. And I'm ready. I'm ready to really release that. And even thinking about, I, I just want to go back because it's been bothering me since I said it like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I said my break, I broke, we had broke up. I want to yeah. just say, I am in transformation. All right. <laughs> I am in transformation um, because that that's sounds beautiful. so heartbreaking and it's not. That breaking breaks your heart. Yeah. And it's, and it's so not breaks that. Your spirit. I might've done breakups yeah, before because on. the aftermath of that, I did break, mm-hmm. but this, yeah. this is not that. And it feels so much better. You're graduating. Yeah. Oh. You're evolving. We're choosing the words. That's, that's some heck of words of power. Words of majesty, words as medicine. It's called heck of. So you're saying 
I grew. Mm-hmm. I evolved. You evolved. Like, you're not less because we separated. We are evolving. And so then the gratitude allows you to now continue to blossom. In Sacred Woman, it's about, you're in the mud. That's never a tomb. In that mud is a lot of information. It's like clay. Clay is a medicine. But then you don't want to live and dwell in the mud. Mm-hmm. You will now grow. So that's mm-hmm. when the, the fasting, the cleansing, the changing of the diet, the forgiveness, the love, and you start coming up. Through the water, you're purifying. And then at the top, when you finally blossom, you come to the top. This is the lotus. And this is our ancestral um, gift that was given to us. You open up. I'll say lotus. You say blossom. Lotus. Lotus. Blossom. Uh-huh. I'll say lotus. You oh, say. Blossom. I'll say lotus. You say. Blossom. And that's what we do. So then any relationship that we're going through, wow, I blossomed because of that. Mm-hmm. I became a businesswoman out of the most stressful relationship, mm-hmm. a holistic business, because I had to heal myself. And I healed myself every single day. I'm still 53 years healing myself. That's beautiful. I love (laughs) that. And that's what that relationship did. It said, if you don't heal yourself, you're going to repeat the relationship again. Mm. And people, people, I think, forget that. Like, you could date all different people, but if you haven't done the work on yourself, you'll continue to meet the same person with the same traits and the same toxic. It will may show up different in a different suit, but consistently you will, you will, yeah. You will see the same lower vibrational people. Mm-hmm. The relationship that you're talking about, is that the relationship with your kid's father? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you did you date or marry or after that? I've always stayed in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I love a relationship. <laughs> Wait, actually, you know, this this brings me to something because I know we're going to get out of here soon because I, I am hot. I don't know about you, but I'm hot. It's light. <laughs> um, but we do, we play a little game on our show with guests and I would love to play it with you. It's called Trigger. And, and I'm gonna, we're going to learn a little bit about Queen Afu really quickly. That I'm, um, and maybe dive into a little bit of that. Um, so the, the, the purpose of the game is I'm going to say a word, and then you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't overthink it. <laughs> I can't even get ready. For, I can't even prepare it might get a little spicy. I'm going to let you know. It might get a little spicy. Okay. I'm just letting you know now. Okay. Let me get some water. <laughs> let me get my spirit ready. Ooh. I'm ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. Religion. Freedom. Feminism. Power. Birth. Now. Motherhood. You. Love language. Hugs. (laughs) Cannabis. I don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Psychedelics. This room. (laughs) That's what we're going for. (laughs) Black man. Power. White man. Suppression. Favorite food. Grapes. Guilty pleasure. Oh, <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> Africa. Home. Porn. Porn. I don't even have porn. Mm-hmm. First thing that comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one why is that I, that's a whole thing i gotta think about why did i scream okay <laughs> open relationship with self love me pussy power yoni egg <laughs> afterlife 
Hmm. Tomorrow. Erica Badu. Daughter. Death. Let go. Self-care. Us. Semen retention. <laughs> oh, you know how to get me at different levels. <laughs> but I've been sell before. Why well, don't I remember all of that? <laughs> you remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> retention. Power. Biggest accomplishment. Writing. Having children. Witch. Witch children? No, witch. Just a witch. The witch? A witch. A w- witch? W-I-T-C-H. Oh, Wish, what do I wish? Witch. Well, witch. Like, like, a, a witch. Like, <laughs> like a witch doctor. Witch. Oh, witch. oh, medicine. Pet peeve. Pet peeve. I'm trying to find the words for it because it's, it's um, social media. <laughs> when women talk about you, you can't talk back. <laughs> Dating. Dating. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> Monogamy. Ancient. Polyamory. Ancient. Idol. The most high. Bad choices. Relationships. Therapy. Green juice. (laughs) That's it. Whoa! (laughs) I survived you. Thank you. You survived trigger. Oh, the triggers. I have a thing about triggers. Mm-hmm. Because this is the generation of ch- everyone has a trigger. Everyone's triggered. Right? Everyone's triggered. And I said, you know what a trigger is? A trigger is a gun. So if you say that you triggered me, that means you shot me. Mm. And then I've got to shoot you back. There's a point where you can heal up enough to you don't have any more triggers. Nothing mm. can bother you so it feels like a womb. You're just. Okay. Yeah, like That's your choice. That's your thinking. Womb. Yeah. Okay. You know what I've done with the trigger? And people, I didn't know I was doing it. There was something would say, someone I would, so I would say, hmm. If it was a heavy dress, I said, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. And I, that was me not being judgmental. Just by saying, mm. But people say, well, what does that mm mean? I said, well, you know, it's just, I'm just taking in information. Right. <laughs> no judgment. <laughs> I feel that. Sometimes it's better to just say nothing. Um, so at the beginning of our show, we asked Queen to pull a card. Oh, wait, before we pull oh. a card, do we? Do you have an affirmation for us today? We recited it. Oh, that, was that your affirmation? Well, oh. That was one of them. I have one more. Wait, oh, quick sure. One. Yeah. This is one I've been saying for 17 years. Okay. Because of my granddaughter, Antoinette. She was three years old when they came through her to me. And that is, the power to heal is within me. And I have the mighty power to heal myself. The power to heal is within me, and I have the mighty power to heal myself. Heal myself. And I put that to everything. No matter what it looks like, I can heal myself. I can overcome. That's from your granddaughter? Well, she was three years old, and the family was fighting around food around her. And she was crying inside. Did you know the inside cry? You could look at someone's face. Mm-hmm. And I said, come with me to my center. I said, sit down. Let's meditate. And she didn't know what I'm doing. Sit down. Cross her legs. I said, let's go in and let's breathe. And after her breathing and relaxing, because she was sad, I said, how do you feel now after a meditation? I, I don't even remember what the meditation was. But she said, mm, I feel powerful. Oh. And I said, oh, the power to heal is within you. And you have the mighty power to heal yourself. Uh-huh. And from that point on, I've been saying that affirmation every day to my clients. That's beautiful. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. 
And the three year the three year old that women in your family. Are, I just realized that the three year old, the three year old, the three year old. Numbers in you, Lloyd Strain. I could talk to him about that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, being with y'all is an adventure. I feel like I've been up the mountain, down the valley, <laughs> down the hill. Wow. I'm glad. We, we like it's such a wonderful. mental workout. You know, yeah. I saw your, I see your workouts on Instagram. I'm okay. like, I know that movement is, I, I, even in our school in Tantra, and I think in just the schools of spirituality is mm-hmm. movement is always at oh. the center of it. You have to. And that's actually, that's when I got this download too. I hadn't moved mm-hmm. my body in a few days and then uh-huh. I went in, to movement and it was like, Mm. And that is why I've been honoring mm. that movement since I've not stopped moving every day. I, I'm committed and this is a big commitment, but I feel like I can do it. Okay. And I have 365 days of movement. And whether that is a walk, wow. whether that is a stretch, yes, like it doesn't have to be a big thing, yeah, but, it, but I, I know that I have to do that for myself to keep my intuition impeccable. Right. <laughs> and to keep myself healthy and happy and mm. you know and feeling like grounded in, in my sacred womanness so Ooh, you said sacred womanness mm-hmm. that's a t-shirt sacred womanness <laughs> sure. you might need to make that okay sacred womanness oh, oh that's okay. it that's it <laughs> hey you can take it you can take it <laughs> you want to collaborate we can make this happen <laughs> Uh, you know what? Even because we're in school, and like the the style of tantra that we're studying is Tibetan, an ancient uh, Tibetan tantra. Yes, yes, um, yes. But our school is owned by a black woman from Detroit, actually. Okay. But the studies, and what I've realized, like we as people, we equate medicine so much with like these Western medicines mm. of really drugs, narcotics. Mm. Um, but the true medicine is all the things that we have access to right here. And it's like, it's the same, it's all the same mm-hmm. principles. Even opening mm-hmm. your book is movement. It's yes. meditation. It's yes. breath work. Yes. It's like, you know, movement if it's da- whether it's dance, whether it's mm-hmm. yoga. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Damn, you know, we, we are so we are so confused about what medicine really is, is that we will take a foreign drug from a, a person we don't know because they're wearing a white coat versus taking the time to think, you know, sit down and, you know, what does my body want is telling me what chant a mantra that mm. seems so crazy like if i'm like ram every, if everybody would be like what is wrong with her you know what i mean well they do it in the church i mean it's, it's, it's always music it's always accompanying our spiritual development so def- definitely movement even in in the church they are moving and rocking with the tambourine so true. through all of the spiritual practice and all the spiritual houses there is movement there is motion but there's a movement without movement and that is when you shift your thinking mm that movement, even to do that, mm-hmm. you know, shift your attitude, how you see life. That's a movement. I will add that to my 360. You will add yeah. that and yes. you could do that. I yeah. love that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, before we started the show, we had you choose a card. Okay. So we'd like to wait till the end to read the card. And this card is the star. And it means hope, faith, purpose, renewal, and spirituality. <laughs> Um, The star card shows a naked woman kneeling at the edge of a small pool. She holds two containers of water, one in her left hand, the subconscious, and one in her right, the conscious. She pours the water out to nourish the earth and to continue the cycle of fertility, represented by the lush greenery around her. The other container pours the water onto dry land in five revolts, representing the five senses. The woman has one foot on the ground, representing her practical abilities and good common sense, and the other foot in the water, representing her intuition and inner resources. 
<laughs> and listening to her inner voice. She is naked, representing her vulnerability and purity under the vastness, one large star, representing her core essence, and seven smaller stars, representing the chakras. Wow. Wow. Um, Every word. Every Every word. Every word. Every It never fails. As the star follows the tower card in tarot, it comes as a welcome reprieve after a period of destruction and turmoil. You have endured many challenges and stripped yourself bare of any limiting beliefs that have previously held you back. You're realizing your core essence, who you are beneath all the layers. No matter what life throws your way, you know that you are always connected to the divine and pure loving energy. You hold a new sense of self, a new appreciation for the core of your being. The star brings renewed hope and faith and a sense that you are truly blessed by the universe. You're entering a peaceful, loving phase in your life filled with calm energy, mental stability, and more in-depth understanding of both yourself and others around you. This is a time of significant personal growth and development as you now ready to receive the many blessings of the universe. Did y'all give me the read of the day? <laughs> All praises. All, All praises, praises. Oh to the goodness. most high. Oh. Wow. Thank you for that exactly where I am I mean I'm actually shifting sacred women as we speak and I for 14 days I was asking for the channel I said most high guide me show me how is this to do and this and this a great awakening I woke up at six in the morning and I spoke to five women based on sacred women and the rites of passage and so this is the time I go back to the three-day retreat and I haven't done a sacred retreat on that level since 2001. Mm. And so they'll come to wherever I am. In Atlanta will be. And then they'll go to the 12 weeks. But it will be different than it has been in the past. And it will allow me to have more contemplative time, meditative time. Because when I write, I write and run. I'm running and writing. I'm, you know, everything is always, you know, clock, you know, like that. But I'm getting ready to get into a whole nother era of my reality, and I'm so grateful. And this, you have the opening of the way. I must say, I wanted to say it earlier, you're Ast and Nebit head. We're what? Ast, the great mother, in your composite. That's why there's so much greatness that comes from the two of you, your pylons, literally, your gateways. Mm-hmm. Ast is the great mother, and she comes in and out according to who needs what. Nebethet is her sacred sister helper mm. of the spiritual realm. There's a story behind that I won't take the time. But inside of sacred, what makes sacred women work is because of us and Nebethet. Mm. Sister to sister, on the same path, going in the same direction to heal themselves. And you all coming together helps you to birth in some amount. So when I first sat down and said, you'll have a book? <laughs> you said, well, it actually is coming out in the spring <laughs> or the summer. So that that birthing and you seeking each other, it's like thousands of years have come and gone and you found each other. Mm. And that's the spirit of sacred woman. And you and I'm I put the book in my bag. Let me take the book with me. Like it's like here's the Bible. We got no, it. we got we, we each like, got our own. I want you to sign mine. <laughs> I will so have a book signing moment. Oh, damn no, it. don't worry. You no, don't worry. We're in, you're in LA. You? Yeah, we're right around yeah. the corner. Oh, child, far. I got stuff for you anyway. Okay. Don't worry about all that. <laughs> I got some gifts for you. So I, I'm going to give y'all my spirit. Said I'm going to give y'all a womb care love kit. 
Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I, I really hope to join the um, the Sacred Woman. Uh, the love party. The love party. Oh, that's what I'm saying. That's why you're going to give you the gift. Yeah. See yeah. there? You see? We are, our intuition is just bouncing off these angelic walls. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It's so wonderful, you know. And that when I first came, I kept laughing. As I'm coming, I'm laughing, but trying to keep it cool. <laughs> <laughs> because I felt my energy in your energy. I said, what kind of, most high, this is something else. They're just like me. <laughs> it looks different, but there's a, there's a part that I connect to. In the two of you, and I'm just so ecstatic about it. That's why I had to get my my door. I said, just just feel the vibe. I don't know what you <laughs> might pick up, but hello anyhow. here. All right, we're here. You're here. We're all here together. <laughs> <laughs> That's the magic of life. Life is so magical and so mystical. It's not just pain and agony and doubt and fear. There's another level. And it's a frequency. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to give you all a 10-minute tune-up. In the next seven days, I'm going to give you all a 10-minute tune-up. And I'm going to just read your frequency real quick. And I'm going to say, okay, now do this. Boom, bam, boom, boom, boom. Oh, my God. What a gift. I'm asked, what a gift. I'm, I'm, here for I'm grateful. You just Thank gave you. me the read of life. You said this, <laughs> that, and the third. I said, oh, really? Oh, that's true. Oh, okay. I was confirming as you was talking. <laughs> so I've got to give it back. You know, it's just, you know, when you're gifted, give a, give a gift. You know, so we can all elevate together. Keep giving. It's a circle. It's, it's a, a constant circle, circle of giving and, circle. and and receiving. And I'm I'm so grateful for you for you coming down here and hanging out with us and and chatting with us and giving us all your amazing advice and um, just spending time with us and holding space. I appreciate you. Well, you wise we women. Y'all are wise oh, women. Thank you. thank you. And you're better together than apart. Thank so you. no matter what you may go through in life. Stay together and grow, grow each other. Because you have the history, you have the stories, and you can remind each other, mm-hmm. and you can support and help each other. And if you've done it already because your circle is getting bigger, and others who have the same stories are coming in for the healing, for the sh- And then the book is happening, you know. When you get to the book, that's a big feat. So much as you think you're working now, oh, my gosh, take that deep breath because it's going to be about to be so on even more. Just more is coming to you. More blessings are coming to you. And people will, you'll come into a town and there'll be hundreds and hundreds of women, not only because of social media, but because of the work that you've done. And they'll open up a page and they'll hear your story and they'll be transformed by you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you to the book, to the, book, to the literary work. Thank you. Thank you. Scribe work. It's definitely a... Um, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> my little cancer bestie. Oh, <laughs> she's a cancer. Oh, she's a cancer. And, it's a, it's and a, you? What are you? Scorpio. A Scorpio. Okay. All that water. Mm-hmm. Okay. So y'all are just bathing in the water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tonight's a full moon in Cancer. I'm gonna prepare the baths for the whole family. Oh, I love that. Nice. I'm gonna do one too. Ooh, prepare the whole bath for the whole family. Everybody gets a bath. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's the great mother talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the eyes. Thank you. Queen, where can our people find you and, and on all your platforms? And all, all your discovery toxes, yes. all, your, all your things. Or just go to queenofford.com. Okay. <laughs> Keep it simple. That's it. The whole world. <laughs> and also, um, I'm going to be doing something this afternoon. Just I'm going to talk about you a little bit. Oh. Um, it's it's um, wombcarelove.com. It's my first time really officially coming on the IG Growing that baby mm-hmm. up. My daughter said, well, well, Ma, why aren't you coming on the IG of Wound Care Love? 
I said, today's the day I have my face. Okay, yeah, yeah, she got, she got her Sephora that. beat, Come okay? On. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm going to share. I'm going to share this moment. So thank you for, thank you. Thank you. you know, opening the way for me to be here. Especially Anytime, treat. please. It's such a treat. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, when I give you your, that's what I'm going to do. When I give you your, your kit, your womb care love kit with your womb fruit julep, with your womb care love uh, superfood, with your womb care love pink rose clay, and this, that, and the third, and I put all that in some little special gifts in there. I want y'all to open it up for everyone to see. Oh, absolutely. oh absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And then take out your stuff. To, oh, oh, girl, we're going to do the whole Look unboxing. Queen gave us. We're going to do a whole unboxing. Unboxing yes. is the word. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I can't wait to say. Guess who I'm friends with? Look what she sent me. Uh, the queen. <laughs> Uh, I actually told my daughter today, I said, I'm interviewing a queen today. She's like, a queen? Like a real queen? I was like, yep. I know. Luna was like, can I wear pajamas to the office? I was like, no. The queen is coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said the princess is here. She's all princess. She's all girl. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Well, you guys, um, I guess we're going to end it here. I love you guys. You know where to find us on Good Moms underscore Bad Choices on Instagram, goodmomsbadchoices.com, because we got a website and shit. You guys go visit it. Join our newsletter. Um, we are constantly launching new retreats please follow our retreat page at the good vibe retreat and um join us if this was your calling to say i need to make a change i need to say yes i need to shift join us on the next retreat it's some beautiful women's circle work womb healing going on in the jungles and we would love to have you yes we're going to mexico in july and i cannot wait to share this new space with you guys. You know, me and Mila have only ever done our retreats in Costa Rica. So this is a new new energy, a new space. And I'm really, really excited for these, for the first group to come. I, like I always think about our OG Costa Rica group and I'm really excited. So I, to meet the OG Mexico group. Me too. Um, and I guess that's it. Bye. Love you. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.